Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Good times. We are spreading good times. <laughs> Not only is it Women's History Month, my special guest today is Anna. Hey there. <laughs> and she is going to be spreading goodness across the lands. There we go. Intro done. Boom. Let's go. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Say it every week, mean it every single week. Very special episode today. My guest, a dear friend of mine, Anna. What's up, hey, Anna? How are Joe. you? Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And for those of you who weren't here with us, which is none of you because that would be strange, it was two people with brain injuries trying to figure out technology about five minutes ago. So that was fun. It was about 20 minutes of that, which was just fantastic. It made me feel very not neuro nerd. <laughs> well, it made us feel neuro, just neuro off, I guess. <laughs> so, so Anna, what's up? How is your 2021 going? 2021 is going one day at a time. I think like many of us, uh, I'm, I'm happy for every day that's, that I'm outside and every day that it's sunny and feel good stuff is going on. I love that. I love see feel good. I I love that. We're going to get back to feeling good. But you yourself, you are part of this community via stroke, correct? That's correct. Uh, A stroke and a dissected carotid artery. Oh, that just sounds like that just doesn't sound good. No, (laughs) it sounds like something somebody did to me instead of like, like you dissect a frog in school. But no, it's just I just have a dissected carotid artery. Somebody just, you know, snipped it. Except yeah, it, that does, it really <laughs> does sound. It, it just sounds like some something from like Hostel, right? You know, that's wait, wait, was that your dog? That was my dog is oh, crying for my attention. I was like, she's she's cuddled literally right next to me on top of me, and apparently that's not enough attention. Oh, what a sweet puppy! So let's talk a little bit about about your stroke. How long ago was your stroke? Uh, I had my stroke on November sixteenth, two thousand seventeen, and it was actually caused by a head injury that I'd had three weeks prior to that. So I was running around with a, a partially ripped artery for about three weeks, just thinking I had a concussion, trying to go through my world and my day to day. That's wild. Also. Not to put you on the spot, but you had a very interesting, I guess, story on the moment you had your stroke. I had my stroke in a parking lot walking to my girlfriend's show. She's a musician, and I was like walking from the parking lot to the show, and that's the moment I know the second I had it, that's when it happened. You had a very interesting and a very different space 
when you had your stroke. Would you uh, care to elaborate for the people? Um, absolutely. And I like, like I can start with when I had the stroke or I could start with the day that I injured myself causing the injury that caused the stroke. The head injury, like what, how did you gain your head injury? Well, that's just a special experience. I was quite frankly, <laughs> I was in a relationship and I fell out of bed while we were uh, having sex. And I got knocked out the way that I hit the ground, pricked my head and um, was knocked out cold. And I woke up alone in bed wondering what was happening. And at that point in my life, I was just like, well, I woke up, you know, I'm not going to go to the hospital unless my head explodes. That was a direct quote that I said over the next three weeks. I was like, it's fine. I have a concussion. I'm not going to the hospital unless my head explodes. There's, there's just no way. And then, of course, to get to this point, we all know that my head did explode and I was just walking to work. I was a, a hard day that day and I was committed to getting my job done and headed out the door, left my dog, didn't walk her that day. And about a block from my house, the best I always can describe it is that it's like somebody flipped the lights off, somebody flipped a switch and parts of my brain and body just shut right off. There was no quiet lead up. There was no confusion about the fact that I was having a stroke. Once things started rolling, it was very clear that I was having a stroke. So 8.30 in the morning and I'm just walking to work, dropped everything in my hands and fell to the ground on the road. And as I looked around uh, for help, I realized I was alone and I didn't have the cognitive ability to think about I should probably call for help. I did try to yell for help, and that's when I realized I didn't have a voice. Like, I think I've had nightmares about that, like when you scream for help in your dreams and, and nothing comes out. I was living like a nightmare, but I was very blessed in that moment as I was uh, went down. One car drove by me that day, and I tried to throw myself at the car because I knew I was in trouble. Uh, and that I needed someone. I was unsuccessful. I did not get myself run over by a vehicle. As I looked back down at my hands, I was scared out of my mind because I thought she wasn't stopping and that I was just alone in the middle of a cold street. But when I looked back up, there was a woman running towards me. She had stopped her vehicle about a block down the road and uh, she was already on the phone with uh, 911 and was describing my symptoms. I remember trying to tell her things, but I don't actually know what came out of my mouth at this point. I know what I was trying to say, but apparently it came out like that stroke gobbledygook of Miss Little. What a guardian angel that woman was. Not only just to be in that place at that time, but also to stop, get out of the car and call 911. Yeah, she saw me in her rear view mirror the way I fell. And more than that, um, guardian angel, she was not just a person that was paying attention. She was a nursing professor at our university on her way to work. Um, so of all the people that could have the driven stars. by... I'm so lucky and so blessed that she was the one that saw and she just saw me in her rearview mirror and thought she fell kind of funny. She didn't look like she tripped. She looked like she fell funny. So in that way, like obviously no stroke is a good thing, but I was very lucky in the way that I lived a mile from the hospital. I was in that ambulance within five minutes and I was trucking to the hospital within 10 to receive TPA and very likely saved a lot of my life and function. Absolutely. Wow. So you did get the TPA. So that definitely hopefully reversed so much of the damage. Did you still suffer from deficits post-stroke? Yeah, I was paralyzed on the right side of my body and my communication was completely messed up. I couldn't talk. So I still struggle a little bit. You might hear it here and there in the interview, but I couldn't remember my last name. I couldn't look at a picture of a cat and I couldn't, I, I knew just like anybody with aphasia and there was deficits, you can look at something and know that you know what it is, but you can't produce it out of your mind and it, you can't get the words to come out. I couldn't even repeat three numbers back to you when you read them to me. So I had pretty strong cognitive deficits and I started to recover from the paralysis within about six days, which is super cool. I am not happy like being paralyzed is a weird thing. It's a horrible thing. 
processing all the things that you might need to be losing, that you might be losing for the rest of your life, dancing, running, skating, all the things that you just all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can be okay within a wheelchair. I, I can be okay. And then your little toe wiggles someday. And then your little foot moves a little more. So uh, I can tell you it's one of the most extremely mind-bending things I've experienced to lose my ability to feel and use the right side of my body and then gain it back through these magical brains of ours healing. Wow. I, you know what's mind-boggling to me is the fact that you had already started to process out, okay, well, this is what this is going to be, like radical acceptance almost. You know, If I have to be in a wheelchair, like you were already mentally preparing yourself, which is, it's horrible, yes, but it's the best thing to do in recovery, you know? Like, you don't want to be caught off guard. I'm so thankful that everything came back. Now, was it like, did you see Kill Bill? Was it that scene where she's like, wiggle your toe? Oh, my gosh. There's so much. Like, you know, with the neuro exams, they come in every day. The doctor would come in for five, ten minutes a day, and he'd do the neuro exam and say, wiggle your toe. And every day I'd stare at my toe and with, like, super concentration and be like, okay, come on, toe. And nothing would move. That It was the most bizarre experience. And then, so those words specifically can trigger so much, just wiggle your toe. And I will never forget the way it felt when just that tiny little appendage, that little phalange moved. And I didn't know what it meant even in that moment. I didn't know if it meant I was going to get my legs back or if I was going to get my whole body back. But I did know that that meant my toe moved that day. It was the most magical feeling in the world to have. That's a huge deal. Even though it's just your little toe, it's a huge deal. When your toe moved, did you physically feel it? No, I didn't regain sensation for a long time. And I still don't have total sensation on the right side of my body. So I still couldn't feel a lot. I could visually connect with it and connect with the idea that I was making it move, which is also kind of a mind bender to like see it and not feel it. The mind is insane, isn't it? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. At the very beginning, right? At the very beginning when the doctor's like, wiggle your toe. Why am I, why is it so, <laughs> why am I so ominous? Wiggle your toe. I think no, you just when the doctor was doing saying, it. I like it. Yeah. Wiggle your toe. When the doctor was telling you to wiggle your toe and it didn't move, what did you physically feel? Did you feel nothing? Because in your head, you're saying wiggle your toe and nothing happens. Like what, what is going on in your mind? The only thing I physically felt was the emotional impact of it. it you know, I've, it's, I don't think anybody can really process what it feels like to give your body an instruction. We're so used to giving our body instruction in all these little ways every day, even just us moving our mouths to talk and joke and laugh. It was mentally such a difficult part of that early recovery is being told to do something and being told to make your body move in a way that is so natural to everything you have done and to not have it work. There was just a very severe disconnect on, on the reality of that. And okay. Now your cognitive ability, like your, your speech and your processing, did that come back along the same lines around the same time? Or did it take a little longer? It was coming along along the same lines a little more slowly that I got my physical movement back a lot faster than my speech. Even in the last year, it's been about three and a half years, my cadence and my ability to put like personality behind my tone has continued to develop over, over three years. So I remember one of my favorite things early in the recover, because if you can't laugh, what can you do? And there was a speech therapist that said, if you're struggling to get the words out, like if I had to use the bathroom, I was paralyzed. You need to ask for help. And if you can't communicate, that creates two big problems. You have to use the bathroom and you can't say it. 
So they told me to sing because you use a different part of your brain to sing than you do to speak. And that like, honestly, it was the funniest thing ever. And the most amazing thing ever when I just like tone deaf as all get out was like, I need to use the bathroom. But the words, but the words came out. So even if it wasn't beautiful singing or perfect and it was disjointed, we all had just the best laughs as I tried to sing everything that I couldn't get out of my mouth, uh, which was a lot at that time. (laughs) That's actually incredible. I have a friend, her name is Barbara, and she has the voice of an angel. When she speaks, it's broken and it's a bit of a a stuttery, um, it's choppy, and sometimes she struggles to, to get it across. When she sings, it's flawless. Incredible how the mind works. And you know exactly what that feels like. I do. Even uh, I was in the hospital for 19 days, 11 in critical care, and then nine in inpatient rehab. One of my favorite things in the hospital was to just put my headphones on and put on my music because everything I sang came out perfectly. And I felt so much more like myself and like a whole human when I could sing to my music and enjoy that that really central part of me. It was fascinating. I'm so grateful that through all of the pain and all of the struggle of it, the recovery in the brain and what it does and how it works has always just blown me away with the little nuances and pieces of how it heals itself. It's incredible. I just recently saw a, a video of neuroplasticity where like it starts to reconnect It blew my mind. It really blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, it's alive. (laughs) What happened with me too, which is not everybody gets this because so my my carotid artery had torn completely in half. So there was no reopening it. It just collapsed right on itself. So it's closed. But because over those three weeks after my injury, my artery was trying to heal. It hadn't torn completely. And my body, it's not just neurons and pathways that grow, but I actually grew new blood vessels and it actually enlarged other blood vessels to find collateral blood flow to support blood getting to my brain because it it recognized that there was damage to that major artery. So once it actually like collapsed fully and ripped in half, which just, oh, I, sometimes when I say that and it's about my own neck, I don't know how to feel, but Um, it collapsed on itself and my body had already started the process of giving me collateral blood flow, which probably also saved a lot of my recovery and function ability. Just how amazing is our brain? How amazing is our body? Do you kind of feel like a superhero? Do you feel like Wolverine that, oh yeah, that happened. I'm just like going to grow it back. I don't know if I would compare myself to a superhero, but I would say that it feels supernatural almost. Right. I would 100% refer to you as a superhero, really. I'll take it. I'll take it. A super a superhero of, of goodness and, and healing and recovery. I certainly have always been 100% committed to making sure I get the most out of my life and recovery. And I think any stroke survivor will say that that takes some superhuman strength and mental fortitude for sure. Without question. Now, you are one of the most positive, happy-go-lucky, you know, smiley. You have a certain energy. You have an aura about you. And that's what I was immediately drawn to when we first met, when I started like checking out on, on social media. I'm like, wow, she just has like this beautiful energy about her. Have you always been that way or was there a shift after your brain injury? I've always been that way. And also right back at you, really, uh, your energy is absolutely positive and amazing and endearing and supportive. I feel like you're just this bright energy of support for our community. You know, I have my sides to me, you know, I played ice hockey for 13 years and I have a, a little bit of a rough and tumble side to me, but especially in my twenties and thirties, I really started to focus on volunteerism and, I find I get a lot of joy out of my day-to-day life just being engaged with the community and always finding ways to make the world better. I think that makes me who I am and gives me that impression with people is because I genuinely enjoy figuring out how to make my life better and make the world better. I love that. That's Again, it's – okay, so there's a difference. There are a lot of smiley, happy people And it's like, oh, wow, you did that specifically for social media. You know, it's kind of like 
faked spontaneity looks like faked spontaneity, like real spontaneity. Oh, wow. That was spontaneous. And that was amazing. So I think authenticity, it's the same thing. Like if it's fake authenticity, it's like, wow, that just didn't seem authentic. That didn't seem real. You, everything about what you do is genuine. And I love it so much. You do this thing and you've done this thing and it has blown my mind for the past a month or so. And it's dancing away depression. I yes, at my favorite, right at my there with place. you at your favorite place, uh, Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Is that the right? Is that the, oh, okay? Cool. My it's, voice went up because I wasn't sure. <laughs> and just for anybody that knows, like it's one of the Great Lakes. It's the largest lake in the world, area-wise, freshwater lake. And I just so happen to live just a block away from it. It has got so much healing energy to it. Well, you say like I'm a positive person. I absolutely am, and I I try to really bring that into my life, but that doesn't mean my life is perfect and that I don't get depressed or struggle with those with depression or chronic pain uh, and the, the deficits from the stroke and other health problems. So I made a commitment to myself as I, as I got into the, the harder parts of winter, I'm in Northern Michigan and the upper peninsula. So it's, it's a long, cold winter. So I decided that I'm going to do something I love, somewhere I love every single day, every single day that I'm capable of getting there anyways. I'd go and dance uh, on the shore of Lake Superior and sometimes right on Lake Superior if it's frozen over. It's so silly and ridiculous, but it brings me so much joy, like genuine joy. I think that's that's incredible. And I've seen several times that you've had people join you, sometimes friends sometimes strangers. Absolutely. That is my favorite thing. I love it when people dance with me and especially when I'm just popping up out of the woods onto the lake and this lady's like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I in your way? And I'm like, no, would you like to dance with me? I'm a stranger dancing to depression away because I had a stroke. And there's like, uh, just when you, I think like you said, like when you're authentic about it and just genuine and throw it out, something that could be awkward and a little weird, just becomes something inviting and silly and purpose-driven. So I, I get a huge kick out of it. And now as it warms up, I expect to see a lot more people on the beach, which things are going to get weird and I'm excited about it. Hey, it's it's only weird if people make it weird. If people are feeling weird, those aren't your people. You know, I think it's beautiful. I have spoken to several of my people and I've sent them, you know, your Insta stories and your posts of you dancing away. To pr- and they're like, that is a great idea. I am going to do the exact same thing. So you're I impacting so it. many people. I never thought people would pay attention to it so much. It was definitely something I did for me and shared for myself to keep myself energized towards it and focused on something positive. And whether people do it the same as me, I really would love to encourage people to to find something they love every day, um, to do something they love every day at some place they love every day, because that has so much power in your in your everyday happiness. It directs other parts of your life and day to day in such a, an interesting way. Cause you're always, I think it's just really important to have a plan at the beginning of your day to know that you're going to do something you love that day, even if it's for five minutes or 10 minutes, or if that's all the energy you have to give to your own happiness, do it, just do it. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the neuro nerd. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Look, I think it's like this. 
negativity breeds negativity. And then you kind of get caught up in this negative vortex, right? Oh, everything sucks. And then cool. You just stubbed your toe. Oh, that's terrible. You drop your phone. Oh, I just broke my phone. You got a phone call. Oh, it's a terrible phone call. You're stuck in a negative vortex. On the flip side, I think positivity breeds positivity. How many times have you just, you know what? It's going to be a great day. And no matter what happens, wow, that was a little hiccup. It's not going to stop the fact that this is going to be a great day. I just stubbed my toe. That's not a big deal. Then what happens? You get a great phone call. Oh, wow. I looked down on the floor. I just found five bucks. What a great day. This person just smiled at me. I smiled back. What an awesome, you know, you just get in this beautiful zone. And I think every time I see your stories and I see your posts and you're dancing, the genuine smile on your face just brings me so much joy. And the best is when you were dancing with strangers and I just see how much fun they're having. So I say this a lot about us sharing, you know, us as brain injury survivors, we have to share our stories. It's for so many reasons for ourselves to get it out there to help us process and just to get that weight off of our shoulders. On top of the fact that once, yes, for us, but also for the community, there's so many people out there that need to hear these stories almost as we're giving them permission to, hey, you can do this too. You can recover. You know, you can have fun. Yeah, we had brain injuries. That part sucks. Physically, sometimes it sucks. Mentally, oh my God, it sucks so bad. But you know what's great? We're here. We, and we have choices it. we can still make. I think there were like when you get to a certain point, like early in my stroke, it was about six months in when I started reaching out for more information and education. And we found this incredible global network of stroke survivors and an education that I never would have had without this huge network. And as I moved through, you know, I'm about three and a half years in now, you realize over time how important those first steps were to be able to reach out to those people. And now how important it is for those people that are early in it to see how you've progressed over years. You know, I, I knew it was going to be important when I found it and started it engaging, but I think it is probably one of the single most valuable things in my recovery. I have a great recovery team now with my doctors and my therapists and my family and friends, but I never would have learned and has gotten as far as I did if I didn't connect with other survivors. It's been the biggest blessing in all of this, both educationally, emotionally, mentally, and physically to see all these different pieces because every stroke's different, right? We all leave with a little bit of different something depending on everything. It makes sense now. So much more can make sense in such a confusing, nonsensical, brain-addled situation. I don't know where I'd be without that education and that support network. So I feel a responsibility to share that too and educate people beyond myself. This is why you're my people. We have the same like brainwave, the same feeling. And you mentioned, you know, like you feel responsible. I feel it's my responsibility as well. I think on top of like also like I, I'm so functional. And like, I have like survivor's guilt because I am so functional and like, I feel like, why me? I have that a lot. I do feel a sense of responsibility to share and keep pushing through. If I have a good day, Hey, I'm having a good day. If I have a bad day, Hey, I'm not having a great day, but tomorrow's going to be even better. You know, we have to share these things because it's bigger than us at a certain point. It is. I remember my first year vividly. And it was so lonely and it was so isolating. And it's not that I had nobody around. I had people around, just nobody understood. Look, you have your support system, the the non-brain injured. They're great. They don't understand. Like they don't truly understand what it's like. 100%. I remember one of my good friends, a very intelligent man asking me about a month after I'd been home from the hospital saying, so do you feel, you still feel like you have a brain injury? And I was so taken aback at that point because my education was so limited at that moment, too. And I just kind of stopped and I was like, yes, like what? That was a, a really important moment for me to understand that, you know, you do you people outside of the brain injured world just can't have the education. You have to almost be an educator for the people around you and be as patient as you can with them too. Those might damn so normies. I call them normies. <laughs> Those normies. I love it. It sounds like muggles to me. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love it. But just finding different ways to feel good and share the education, right? Makes everything feel worth it. 
speaking of feeling good, you have a thing and you have an amazing thing. Now, I've already pointed out how authentic I feel that you are and I'm just drawn to your positive energy and you're just such a ray of sunshine. You're such a breath of fresh air when it comes to your energy. Like, I love it. This is why I honestly, I'm just gonna be honest. I have brain injury. I don't remember how we met, but I know that like, I remember the first time we actually talked like this, where I could see your face. We just had an amazing conversation. I felt like I've known you forever. You're one of my people now and you are just full of goodness and you have a thing that you do that makes you even somehow even more of a superhero than you really are. Can you explain to the people what spreading goodness is? Yes. So this is actually something when I started volunteering in college in my late twenties, I became obsessed with volunteering. It was the best feeling in the world. And people get confused by that because they equate volunteerism with something that's work or difficult, but it isn't when you do things you love and that you have uh, a good a value to add to things. And I became addicted. I wanted to support all of the nonprofits and all of the things and do all the things. And I realized, you know, you can spread yourself super thin doing that. So I wanted to create something that would be able to use my energy to expand past my energy and inspire other people to do good with me. So in the spring through the fall of 2017, I built a nonprofit event called Spread Goodness Day. The whole purpose of it was just for me to invite the whole world to do good with me on one day, just celebrate and do deliberate, epic good and show the power we have to change the world every single day with Simply Goodness. Got this big, bright brand with this sunny logo and we're making the future so bright you're gonna need shades. And so we encourage people to wear their shades, our shades, take over the world with goodness. This is the fourth year. I'm actually, I'm a little gobsmacked, but um, the wonderful twist of fate that we, that we always have is I launched everything. I built the websites, the graphics, the intentions, the mission, uh, and I launched it on October 28th, 2017. And I was so excited by the traction it immediately got. And then November 16th, 2017, two weeks later, was when I had a massive stroke. And I'm not lying to you when I say I woke up and I was, you know, things, everything gets shrunk down to what's really important in that moment. And I was hysterically sad because I was losing Spread Goodness Day, this thing that I had just built and now couldn't use my body or my brain and immediately started reaching out for to my support system to help them fill in the pieces so that we could still have this thing that I had put so much of my heart into. And I must say, it's been wildly successful despite my limitations. Like I have limitations cognitively that make it hard for me to do everything I want. But the second Friday of March every year, we invite everybody to just go crazy with goodness. And this year I have a really specific mission to take over social media and mainstream media with good news. We don't need to hear another coronavirus update. We don't need another political update. Let's take it all over for the day and show that we are world changers with the power of goodness. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. Again, this is why you and I are people. We have the same energy, the same feel. I say all the time as brain injury survivors, when we share our stories, we're changing the world. Now, some people are like, Joe, that's very grandiose. That's like very big. I don't think. And I'm like, no, 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 we are because we're not just changing one life. We're not changing our own, right? Which we are. We're changing our own by sharing and again, getting that weight off our shoulders. We're sharing with another survivor, right? Like, 
And that survivor is then in a better place. You just changed that person's life for the better, even a little bit, which in turn puts a smile on their face. What are they doing? They're nicer and they're more engaging with their significant other or their brother, their sister, their mother, which in turn, you know, they're nicer to their neighbors, their coworkers. And then in turn, all of those people that they interacted with are now in a better place and so on and so forth. And somehow, some way we have peace on earth. (laughs) Well, and you know, what's really cool about that is like, not just in the feel good way, like the obvious way, but service and positive action towards others actually reduces inflammation in your body all the way down to your cellular level. So even if you don't feel like being a do-gooder for like the sake of humanity, do it to be selfish. You do good to heal your own body. And with the research that I had that I had been exposed to is if you do good in front of somebody and somebody sees that act of goodness, it reduces inflammation in their body. There's actually like you literally heal yourself and the people around you by doing good and uh, and finding ways to support the people around you with positivity. And I think that's just the coolest thing in the world. How beautiful is that? And look, it's doing good. Who doesn't want to do good? Nobody I want to hang out with. Right. You know, it's really funny. I've said this a lot of late and and I, I really mean it. So after my brain injury, I was a very negative person beforehand. That's why I asked if you've always been this on this positive wave. I was very negative. Not that I was like a mean person, but I was angry because I didn't really know how to live. You know, I didn't really understand what this world was and how to kind of like exist in it. I just existed. I never really lived in it. And it took me almost dying for me to appreciate what this world is and to truly be able to like live. And the one thing that I've noticed more than anything post brain injury is, man, people are so angry. (laughs) People are so upset. And I think that's why I choose to do this podcast and focus on the positive side of our recoveries. Why do we want to talk about all the things that we've lost? Yeah, we can talk about that. And then we could like have a pity party and people would respect and understand that and be like, yeah, you know, they deserve to bitch and moan. But is that doing anything? Is it making us feel better? Is it helping us recover? No, we've talked about that enough. I think we should talk about exactly what we should be doing. We should be dancing. We should be smiling. We should be helping other people. And in turn, not just change our life for the better, but change other people's lives, right? And we should take care of ourselves selfishly so then we can selflessly help other people. That's what I truly feel, especially post-brain injury. Like, we're here to live life and enjoy it. We're not here to be bitter and angry. And again, Anna, this is why I love your energy so much. You just have so much goodness to you. I was just blown away with how positive you were where you have every right in the world to be like, yeah, everything sucks. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I think (laughs) one of the things that really always helped me and I hope it can help other people. I know everybody has different situations, but like I woke up grateful. I, I was struggling. I was sad. I was depressed. I was dealing with all the pain. There was lots of pain. And I also just felt so lucky to have doctors that were caring for me, that I got to the hospital as fast as I did, that my friends and family were there for me. And I think gratitude has always been a really powerful player. And I know not everybody has, you know, the best situation, but none of us really have the best situation. And to find those pieces of gratitude and goodness to hold on to and focus on is really life-saving. Not just for your recovery, but just for your whole entire life. Um, gratitude is is a big, powerful beast. It really is. And it's helped me a lot. I do a thing now. I, I host on the, the app uh, Clubhouse a Wednesday well-being, right? So we have a handful of survivors and we talk about. So I've been in several other groups um, there and they talk about recovery and it gets negative and dark really quickly. We focus on hey, what are we grateful for? You know, And some people who are having bad days, I'm not really grateful for anything. Hey, you know what? We can break it down to the most fundamental thing. I woke up this morning, right? I opened my eyes. I'm very thankful. I can see. I can see. There are a lot of survivors lose their sight. You know, I can dance. I can physically move, which is amazing. You know, as basic as I am very thankful and I'm grateful for the air in my lungs, 
You know? Oh, absolutely. My, so, yeah, you know, I live way up in the tundra. And right now is kind of our coldest time of year is uh, January through March. And, uh, you know, I go through my parts where I'm too tired and I can't do anything and I'm stuck in the house. Those are my least favorite days. So when I'm out there, I'll go out in a snowstorm. I'll go out in like sub-zero temperatures and go hiking and go dance. And people will be like, it's too cold to be outside. And I'll be like, "Mm -mm, there is never a bad day to be outside. If you can get outside, you better get outside because the day you lose that ability is the day that you will breathe any amount of cold air, rain, storm, or anything just to feel the air. We have that different perspective because we've been stuck in a bed. We've been in a place where we can't get up and go outside. We're just staring at these same four walls. You know, we've been in a place where we had to sing to tell somebody that we have to use the restroom, <laughs> you know, so it's a different perspective. And I've actually seen you dance on ice, yes. which is amazing. Again, you don't just, just you know, you don't talk another it. brain injury dancing on ice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't just talk it, though, like you live it. You you're not just saying, hey, guys, be positive. You're like, hey, be positive. Check out my positivity, you know? And I think it always starts with you. You can't say something. You can't be a teacher, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I think, you know, especially uh, for the brain injury community, you kind of have to be, Hey, this is what I'm doing. It's so much better than the alternative, you know? And I I love that about it. And it's not to say that I don't get down. Obviously I'm, I'm doing this to dance depression away. And so I don't want people that um, feel like if they're down or they're negative, that they're doing something wrong. It's just, we all get it. I have the depression and the struggles with the pain and disability, but it's about kind of trying to take your power back. And I think that that lends itself to the authenticity. I'm not pretending I don't get depressed. I'm not depending, pretending I don't have down days and negative sides to my life. But if we can power through it and find the positive parts to really latch onto, incorporate into our day to day, that's just very powerful to combat those those negative sides to our lives amen to that the thing is like i had toxic positivity to a certain extent where i a friend of mine shook me to my core where she was like hey you know you're always positive i'm like yeah and are you really always positive or or are you so afraid to be caught in the negative that you're just forcing this positivity and i was like oh my god I am so deathly afraid of being in a negative space and just getting sucked into it and being depressed and anxious. And like I used to be, I was so afraid, but then it helped me understand. And I shifted the way that I think now, like if I'm feeling upset, if I'm feeling anxious and feeling depressed, I respect the feelings. The trick is the trick for everybody is respect your feelings. Just don't get stuck there. Absolutely. I always, I would tell people because sometimes this positive personality, sometimes I want to make sure that sometimes people expect things of me that I can't actually deliver. And I will tell them, I'll be like, I absolutely have a focus on goodness, positivity, and service, but I am not Mary Poppins. And I don't expect to be Mary Poppins. And if that's something that you feel like you're going to put on me as a label, that I'm always happy to the point where you're uncomfortable when I'm not positive, that's not something that I can deal with with you. <laughs> Just say... Yeah, you have to put up your boundaries. Um, and allow them to to see the positive and, and engage with it. But you don't have to live there either. Don't expect me to be dancing on the lake every day if I'm down. I'll da- I dance in my bed sometimes. I've got some really weird videos of me dancing with just my eyeballs uh, after hey, surgery. Hey, whatever works. If, um, if it works, it works. So and I'm sure your eyeballs have amazing rhythm. They, they really do. <laughs> the right song, it really gets you down. Uh, <laughs> But so, so that just that, but a double side of it is, you know, you can live in the depression, you can live in the positivity, but don't let anybody inflict any permanence on you that you have to be positive for them or for their picture to make sense. There's all kinds of gray. Lots of people like to live in black and white, especially in social media worlds. And I like to remind them that there's a lot of gray and then blue and red and green and 
all of these magical things in the middle. Don't forget about my favorite color, pink. It's the best color in the world. Oh my gosh, that's the last thing I expected you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? It, No, it's like legitimately, it's my favorite color. When we're wrapped with this, I'm going to send you a picture of a custom suit I had made when I was in Thailand. And the interior is bright pink. I'm not kidding. People think I'm joking. I'm not. I don't think you're joking in any way. I believe you 100%. (laughs) If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Speaking of gray, I'm actually wearing a gray shirt with a bunch of superhero women on it because it is Women's History Month. I just wanted to point that out. And so I wanted to make sure that I had not only, you know, an amazing guest, but amazing female guest survivor on top of the fact that just an incredible person. Anna, like you really are. You're one of my favorite people in the world and you inspire me every day to smile a little bit bigger. And some days they're rough. Some days are really rough. I've had a bit of a rough patch the last few days, you know, but to be honest, every time I see you post anything it gives me that extra little motivation it's that extra little push you know and it's that extra little th- hey not just to be in a better place hey move your ass joe i'm like oh yeah it's time to groove you gotta you gotta <laughs> get your butt up and move for sure and that makes me happy and and like get that feedback that other people are enjoying the the dancing and my little mission for my happiness makes me want to keep going and keep doing it because i want to spread that infectious energy and if i can with me dancing and sharing that makes anybody else get up and move or smile a little bit. That's very worth it to me too. And it, and it reinforces not just the goodness I want for myself, but for the energy I, I bring to the world. My overall, the, the most simple thing about my life that I, that I feel is defining is that I want the world to be better because I was in it. So whatever I can do every day to make the world better because I'm in it is the legacy that I want to feel as I go through my day to day. That made my eyes water a little bit because that's such a beautiful thing. And I think we should all feel that. I think we should all want to leave our impact. It, look, it, it's we're not not all of us are going to create the iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, look, we, we live in impact on the people that we're around, you know, and I want people to feel good about themselves. I don't want people to feel anxious or upset or nervous. I want people to enjoy the time that they spend with me and then in turn, enjoy the time that they spend with themselves. That's what what I love about you sharing. And I hope that you continue to always dance and post these things because you're impacting not just the people, and I can't stress this enough to everybody, and I say it a lot, and I really want people to, to take this in. Not very many people have it in them to reach out. I've been blessed that I've had a handful of people reach out to me and say, hey, thank you for putting the podcast together. Thank you for you know sharing your story. It's been this. It's been like it, it means everything to me. Now, there are so many more people that don't have it in them to reach out that feel that. You know, I will never meet most of the people that I've impacted. I'll never meet them. I'll never know. That's not changing the fact that I'm impacting their lives, you know? So you are doing the exact same thing. There's so many people that you have helped change and better their life by doing the things that you do. Please continue to always do that if you have it in you. I was going to say, you know, I will. And um, I've been epically grateful to connect with people like you. Your energy is just infectious and so easy to catch enjoyment from. And you're changing the world every day. And every every time you, you put this out and educate people and share stories, you are changing the world every day. So Let's that is let's keep the doing greatest it. compliment I could possibly get. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And what day? What date is uh, yeah. uh, Spread Goodness so Day? Spread Goodness Day this year. It's on March twelfth. It's all day, anywhere you are. Anything you want to do, um, you can use hashtag Spread Goodness Day if you want to share it with us. Um, you can tag us. We really, um, you don't have to share it um, for it to change the world. Some people are like, we don't need to talk about it. I'm like, no, you don't. But this year, I think that we need to see it. We need to feel it. We need to be able to touch it and show that we have the power in a single day to shift the scales to goodness in the most overpowering way. That's my goal. (laughs) 
I love that. It's an amazing goal. And I'm just so thankful for you. So where can the people find you? So my personal page that I do my little dancing and share my my personal experiences is on Surviving with Goodness. Um, you can find a group on Facebook. My Instagram handle is Surviving with Goodness on Instagram. I also do some TikTok stuff with Surviving with Goodness. And then Spread Goodness Day, if you're interested in learning more about that event and nonprofit, you just look up Spread Goodness Day, uh, the website, social media. I try to keep it nice and simple for people to find us. And all of those links will be in the show notes. I will be promoting this as heavy as I can until then, because this is just such a beautiful thing. And wow, just Anna, first off, thank you for you know being on the show. Thank you for being as amazing as you are. Now I'm going to do my socials. So you can reach out to Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joe Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us, the Neuro Nerds everywhere. Anna, I can't stress this enough. You are goodness. You are such a beautiful human being. And I'm so thankful that we connected. And I'm so thankful to have you on my team. And I'm so blessed to be on your team. And on, not this upcoming, following Friday, let's spread goodness. Let's change the world. Not just then. Let's do it. That's going to be a big one. Let's do it every single day. Let's dance. Let's smile. Let's share. Let's care. Let's create. Let's connect. We're doing this. Changing the world one survivor at a time. Game on. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And on that amazing spreading goodness to the world, Anna is an actual superhero, not just a superhero, like a a superhero of goodness, joy, and happiness. Like how, how awesome is that? I'm just beside myself with how cool you are, Anna. You're just making me like I like my my eyeballs are leaking and I don't know what's happening. What I'm hoping is at some point you're just gonna be super arrogant. You're just gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, I am the best. So that's the hope. <laughs> I know. I will say that I feel the best version of myself when I'm doing good. Whether it's an ego driven thing, it feels the best. Hey, if it feels good, do it. And that's what we all should be doing, feeling good and spreading that feeling to everybody else. And on that awesome feel-good note, this Neuro Nerd is out. Awesome. 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 That was so much that fun. That was so much fun. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.